This is Still Rowing, a podcast where members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints share their authentic stories of struggle and triumph on their journey of discipleship and just why they are choosing faith in the restored Church of Jesus Christ. Hey guys, welcome to the Still Rowing Podcast. I'm your host, Tara McCausland. This will be short and sweet, but I think there is someone out there who needs to hear this message. So here goes. A couple of weeks back, I started to panic. With only three short weeks before school started, I began to fret over my kids going back to school with COVID still raging. Where I live, we can go back to school, which is a blessing, but with the mandate to wear face masks. They will be doing a few other things out of the ordinary to try to combat the spread of COVID. This particular morning, I started considering homeschool, and the thought sent an equal amount of panic pulsing through me. What can I do? I kept thinking to myself. My two youngest are going to really struggle wearing a mask all day. Yes, maybe homeschool is the answer. Wait, can I homeschool four kids ages 5 to 12? Yes, I can, but can I do it and stay sane? Yeah, so this was my thought process. I was feeling anxious, discouraged, and super overwhelmed. Then my husband came home. He works in healthcare. He's been wearing a mask all day, every day since mid-March. Tara, it's okay, he reassured me calmly. (laughs) Kids are resilient. They will adapt. That's all it took for something to just switch in my head. I repeated those words in my head. Yes, they are and they can. Why am I so anxious? I thought. The short answer, because I forgot the Lord can help my family and me. But can the Lord help me with even this? Learning to wear a mask? Now, before I proceed, I want to make it clear that my choice doesn't invalidate your choice. If you are choosing to homeschool children or utilize online options, zero judgment. The point I want to make in this short episode is that so often, when a challenge presents itself, instead of immediately going to the Lord, asking for direction, for strength, I panic. Why? Because I forget that the Lord can help me with even this. If I expect the Lord to help me, I need first to remember that he can, I need to believe that he can, and the more intentionally I ask for help with a commitment to act on revelation, the more he is able to guide me. So fast forward into that week, a friend sent a document talking about how to help prep kids for school mask wearing. I felt like this was a part of the solution and part of an answer to my prayer. It was super helpful. So now we are practicing mask wearing at home (laughs) in increments in prep for school to start. But beyond that, we are asking specifically in prayer to help our kids adapt to this new normal at school. We are also praying for their teachers who will need endurance and grit as they will also need to adapt. This isn't the first time in history we have been called upon to do hard things, uncomfortable things. Through the ages, the human spirit has proven to be exceptionally resilient and strong, able to cope with conditions sometimes worse than death. 
We see this most especially when those individuals have trusted in God. Scriptures are chock full of examples of the Lord helping his children adapt to new and difficult circumstances. And I just wanted to share a couple with you today. So the first example comes from 1 Nephi chapter 17. Here's a little refresher on the background. So here we have Lehi, Sariah, their sons, and now married sons with uh, Ishmael's family uh, traveling through the wilderness. And they have been at it for some time. And it says here in 1 Nephi 17, 2, So great were the blessings of the Lord upon us that while we did live upon raw meat in the wilderness, our women did give plenty of suck for their children and were strong, yea, even like unto the men. And they began to bear their journeyings without murmurings. I love that. And I think actually it's important to note that it did say just, you know, a few verses prior that the men were murmuring. So I think it actually was even meaning that the women were even stronger in many ways because they weren't murmuring. They had been blessed that much by the Lord. Next example. In Mosiah 24, 15, and I have cited this before in a previous episode, but this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Book of Mormon about the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Now here's background. So Alma and the people that he's converted, they have come under bondage by the wicked priest Amulon, who knows Alma. Amulon and his people threatened Alma and his people that if they were even found praying, that they would be put to death. And they are now essentially slaves to Amulon and his people. We read in verse 15, And now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. Yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease. And they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord. I love that piece. Bear up their burdens with ease. The burden wasn't removed. Their circumstances weren't changed, but they were strengthened to be able to bear their burdens, even cheerfully. So there are two examples from the scriptures, but here's another more recent, I mean, relatively speaking, example. This comes from a talk given back in 2001 at BYU by Elder Bednar, actually before he was called to the Twelve. It's an amazing talk. I'd suggest listening to it. I'll post a link in the show notes if you'd like to uh, listen to it later. And it's titled, In the Strength of the Lord. But he shares a story about a man named Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was born in 1830 in Missouri, and he joined the church in California in 1851. In 1856, he participated in the rescue of handcart companies that were stranded in Wyoming by severe storms. After the rescue party found the saints, provided what immediate comfort they could and made arrangements for the sick to be transported to Salt Lake, Daniel and several other young men volunteered to remain with and safeguard the company's possessions. The food and supplies left with Daniel and his colleagues were scarce and they were rapidly disappearing. This is what Daniel Jones wrote in his journal and his description of the events that followed. I quote, Game soon became so scarce that we could kill nothing. We ate all the poor meat. One would get hungry eating it. Finally, that was all gone. Nothing now but hides were left. We made a trial of them. A lot was cooked and eaten without any seasoning, and it made the whole company sick. 
many were so turned against the stuff that it made them sick to think of it. He goes on to say, things looked dark, for nothing remained but the poor rawhides taken from starved cattle. We asked the Lord to direct us what to do. The brethren did not murmur, but felt to trust in God. We had cooked the hide after soaking and scraping the hair off until it was soft and then ate it, glue and all. This made it rather inclined to stay with us longer than we desired. Finally, I was impressed how to fix the stuff and gave the company advice, telling them how to cook it. So he goes on to explain the very rigorous and lengthy process they went through to make this hide edible so that the company could eat it and wouldn't get sick. Daniel went on and recorded, I think this is the kicker. We asked the Lord to bless our stomachs and adapt them to this food. And he even goes on to say that for three weeks, they enjoyed this food as a sumptuous feast. <laughs> That's pretty incredible that he, he could describe that as a sumptuous feast. Elder Bednar relates following the telling of that story, quote, I know what I would have prayed for in those circumstances. I would have prayed for something else to eat. Heavenly Father, please send me a quail or a buffalo. It never would have occurred to me to pray that my stomach would be strengthened and adapted to what we already had. He goes on to say, what did Daniel W. Jones know? He knew about the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. He did not pray that his circumstances would be changed. He prayed that he would be strengthened to deal with his circumstances. So as he already mentioned, what Elder Bednar is describing is the strengthening, enabling power made possible through the atonement of Jesus Christ. As Elder Bednar later says in the talk, it is by this enabling power that we are strengthened to do things we could never do on our own. Now, as members of the church, we've been promised that this power can be ours, but I believe it requires an added measure of intention to truly draw upon it. When difficulty and challenge arises, we have a choice to make. We can do a bunch of hand-wringing and panicking, like I was a couple of weeks ago, or we can go to our knees, pray for what we need, and pray for that enabling power to give us the strength, the resilience, the power to adapt to our circumstances. In this case, moving forward with faith requires not just prayer from me, but an attitude of optimism and a willingness to do some work to help my kids prepare to wear masks at school. Adapt. Resilient. I know that my kids can do hard things. I know that I can do hard things, especially when we move forward in the strength of the Lord. My favorite scripture growing up that actually went on my missionary plaque is, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's Philippians 4.13. My encouragement to each of you is to move forward the remainder of 2020 in the strength of the Lord believing he can help you to adapt to the circumstances which surround you. Remember, the Lord can help you with even this. Allow him to help you, and you'll find reservoirs of strength, creativity, and resilience you never realized you had. Thanks for being with me today, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Still Rowing Podcast. If you would like a little daily motivation to keep rowing, you can find me on Facebook at Still Rowing 
and on Instagram at still underscore rowing underscore podcast. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you would leave a review on iTunes, that would help me spread the word about these stories of faith. Thanks again for listening.